Good afternoon, everyone. Early on this morning, I was doing my Bible readings and it was in that familiar Psalm, Psalm 19. And it's a wonderful Psalm that shows to us how God has revealed himself. God has revealed himself, according to this Psalm, primarily in two ways, natural revelation, creation, and then supernatural revelation, the word of God or the Holy Scriptures. I'm just going to read the first part of the psalm that speaks of God's revelation in the world and the universe around us. Psalm 19 is a psalm of David and it says in verse number one, the heavens declare and the word declare, it means preach or expound. The heavens declare, the heavens preach, the heavens expound. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day on to day uttereth speech, night on to night showeth knowledge. God's revelation is continual. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through the whole earth and their words to the end of the world. In them he hath set a tabernacle for the sun. So in verse number two, we see that God's revelation in creation is continual and we also see in verses three and four that God's revelation in creation is universal. We see the handiwork of God all around us and especially above us whenever we look to the heavens. Verse number five says, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and the circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. And quite often, whenever I'm doing my Bible readings, I'm going through this commentary at the minute by William MacDonald. It's the Believer's Bible Commentary. And as I was reading this this morning, I thought I would just bring the thoughts that Mr. MacDonald, uh, William MacDonald, uh, brings in his commentary on the opening verses of Psalm 19, speaking of creation. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Mr. MacDonald says, and what a story they tell. Think, first of all, what they tell us about the immensity of the universe. If we traveled at the speed of light, 186,000 miles a second, or roughly six trillion miles a year, it would take us 10 billion years to reach the farthest point we can see with a telescope. But this would still be far from the uttermost limits of space. Now astronomers think that space may have no bounds at all. Our Earth is nothing but a tiny speck in a limitless expanse. Think too of the number of stars in the heavenly bodies. With the naked eye, we can see about 5,000 stars. With a small telescope, we can see about two million. But with the Palomar telescope, we can see billions of galaxies to say nothing of individual stars. Then think about the distances of the heavenly bodies from the earth and from each other. Someone has pictured the distance as follows. If it cost a penny to ride 1,000 miles, a trip to the moon would cost $2.38. A trip to the sun would cost $930, but a trip to the nearest star would cost $260 million. That's if it cost one penny to travel a thousand miles. 
It takes light from the most remote stars, which can be seen with telescopes 10 billion years to reach the Earth. So when we look out into space, we are really looking backward in time. For example, we do not see the Andromeda galaxy where it is now, but where it was in space-time 2 million years ago. Although the stars may appear to be crowded in the firmament, the distances between them are so great that they have been likened to lonely lightships a million miles apart floating in an empty sea. If creation is so great, how much greater is the Creator? Day and night the heavens are telling the greatness of His power and wisdom. The firmament increasingly proclaims the marvel of His handiwork. In Bible usage, firmament refers to the expanse of the heavens. As Isaac Watts wrote, nature with open volume stands to spread her maker's praise. And Lord Kelvin said this, if you think strongly enough, you will be forced by science to believe in God. You know, I don't wonder that sometimes people look at the world around us and they look at the heavens and they come to the conclusion that everything is millions and millions of years old because God created everything at a point of maturity. Whenever God made man, he was a fully grown man. Whenever God put the trees in the Garden of Eden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they had the appearance of maturity. If you'd cut the trees down, you'd have been able to count the rings and everything had the appearance of being there for millions, millions of years, perhaps. Even as Adam would have looked at the heavens, he could see those stars, even though it takes so many light years for the light to reach us here on earth. The wisdom of God, the power of God, and to think that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son the vastness the majesty the glory of god and yet he is interested in each one of us whenever i consider the heavens which thou hast made what is man that thou art mindful of him wonderful today to know the creator god as our god our father which art in heaven the heavens declare the glory of God. Let's live to the glory of God. May God bless you even today. Thank you for joining us.